California's oh, like, what are you doing to my song? Uh, all right. So we obviously we have some news going on today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Obama has been missing in action. Yeah, where is he? Well, apparently we have been told that he went to Camp David um, for a two-week vacation. While <laughs> Afghanistan is being uh, retaken by the Taliban. Interesting. Uh, convenient timing, uh, I would say. That yeah. right as he decides to go on vacation for two weeks, uh, we're, we pull out all of our troops from Afghanistan. The Taliban take over the country. Uh, Joe Biden goes and he's having ice cream. And uh, we have somewhere between 10,000 and 40,000 U.S. citizens and and other people in the country trying to leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about a disaster. So apparently, I just saw this come across. Biden is going to return to the White House, and he's going to have some kind of a press briefing at 345 Eastern uh, this afternoon. Oh, really? And uh, I'm sure he'll read a prepared message off a teleprompter and then promptly walk uh, away and not answer questions because there's going to be a lot of questions from the press. And I'm sure he doesn't want to answer those questions. (laughs) No, pretty sure he does not. So Afghanistan has turned into a a nightmare, Um, you know, by design, I'm sure. Uh, You know, this this was predictable. We've got this is Obama. You know, three Obama's third term in office, mm-hmm. which to me it looks like the 16-year plan to destroy America is back on track. Um, and, and you know, people are speculating why would Obama withdraw all of our troops, allow the Taliban to take over, uh, allow the Afghan army to to fold, and allow the Taliban to take all of our military hardware? Well, um, obviously, we know that. Uh, Biden is, is a, a puppet of China. Yeah. And I'm sure that China is, has something to do with this. Uh, the Chinese government, uh, either last night or early this morning, recognized the new Afghan government. And Afghanistan is, rich, is a country that's rich in minerals. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty primitive country, but they've got vast uh, resources under the ground all kinds of minerals, uh, metals, precious metals, rare earth metals that are used, you know, in semiconductors and electronic applications. So um, I would imagine that one of the agendas going on is that China is going to move in uh, some mining companies and China will reimburse the Taliban, give them some money so they can buy rockets, uh, guns, military hardware, while China then mines uh, all, all the 
whatever they need out of the Afghan countryside, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's one of the agendas. And then I suspect um, the second agenda is probably, uh, well, <laughs> you've, we, we now know that they're going to be moving, trying to relocate as many as 30,000 Afghan refugees mm-hmm. into our country. Yeah. So if you think about the open borders, bringing all these people in uh, from all over the world into the United States, flooding us with, with people from all over the country, all over the world. Um, it's, it's another move to destabilize, destroy uh, U.S. sovereignty, dissolve our borders, uh, and move us closer to that uh, borderless one world government that they keep on pushing and driving us toward. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's their plan, the plan to destroy America and to destroy the world. Um, so we're seeing some, some pretty interesting things happening. Uh, a lot of people are frustrated and angry over this, rightfully so. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think it helps to realize that all of these fast moves that Obama and Biden, Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, uh, Samantha Power, and all the other uh, puppets that are working for George Soros, they're trying to bring all this stuff to pass as quickly as they can. <clears throat> they're in a race. Because the, um, the report on the Maricopa County audit is probably going to drop next week. Um, it's, you know, it's the last week of August next week, and we've been, we've been told that the they're, Senate is expecting the final report on the audit uh, by the end of August. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a couple of different people out there that are saying the report's re- ready to be published. And when the first audit report comes out uh, that shows fraud, I'm sure it will, uh, that creates a problem for Biden. And, you know, we've got uh, things moving on in Georgia. So as far as the Georgia um, election is concerned, Judge Amaro has slated a hearing for the third week of September for Garland Favorito's lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And Ruby Freeman and her friends have been added uh, to that lawsuit. Saw that. Um, and and that, that lawsuit is, is gaining steam. So uh, Raffensperger and Brad Kemp or Brian Kemp are trying to do everything they can to throw roadblocks in the way of a forensic audit in Georgia. But I was listening to the war room this morning, and one of the women who's an attorney in this uh, case with Garland Favorito, she says that uh, following the September hearing, uh, so Judge Amaro is going, to, is going to hold a hearing in September. He's going to hear all the objections, all the motions from both sides on this issue with the ballots in Georgia, mm-hmm. and then he's going to make a ruling. Um, they're, they're trying to get uh, a look at 140,000 ballots in Fulton County. And this attorney believes that Judge Amaro is going to rule in their favor. And that is going to probably be the kickoff that will start a full forensic audit in Georgia. That's her words, not mine. Mm-hmm. I think eventually we're going to see an audit, a full forensic audit in Georgia. It's only a matter of time uh, and a matter of how is that going to happen. 
And I think that uh, we're, we're getting closer, although, you know, secretaries of state all around the country are trying to stop these audits. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think it's going to happen. So there's there's some action. It's, we're moving toward in the right direction in Florida. Uh, there's some resistance to what Doug Mastriano wants to do in Pennsylvania. Some of the Republicans uh, in the legislature are not fully on board. And if you live in Pennsylvania or you know people who live in Pennsylvania, it would be a good idea to light a fire under those people and get them to call the Republican members of the Senate, call and email them, especially the Government Oversight Committee, because they need to support Mastriano and what he's doing with the audits in Pennsylvania. I wanted to talk a little bit about Florida. Uh, Talk about Florida. Yeah, your state, Greg. Um, there have been a couple of your state reps, uh, uh, Anthony Sabatini, I think is one of them that have proposed doing a forensic audit in Florida. Yeah. Sabatini, if I'm not mistaken, proposed auditing the five largest counties in Florida and your secretary of state, Laurel Lee is dead set against any kind of audit in Florida. Yeah. And Laurel Lee is going to have some huge problems on her hands if she does not get on board with audits. Um, I I know that there are people out there on Telegram who are pushing this story that DeSantis is the one who's not supporting the audits. That is absolute BS. Yeah. Laurel Lee, the Secretary of State of Florida, she is the problem. Uh, Don't listen to what Ghost Ezra is putting out there on Telegram. Uh, throwing shade on DeSantis. DeSantis is a patriot. The yeah, problem yeah. is the Secretary of State. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna be getting more information uh, about th- I think about Laurel Lee in the coming days, and, and her her agenda. I think she is another uh, Katie Hobbs. Uh, I, I think she and uh, what's her face from Colorado. Um, they're all cut from the same piece of George Soros bought and paid for secretary of states who were paid, uh, to make sure that the elections, the election steals went off as planned and that nobody would do an audit afterward. Um, so I, I think we have one more person to that's on our radar and that's, and that's, uh, your secretary of state in Florida. Uh, well, you know, I mean, they're coming after Florida for all kinds of reasons right now. Uh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> so yeah. we've got 254 people in the chat now. Hey. I'm digging it. It's cool. I'm digging it, too. I- I'm not digging all the trouble that we had this morning getting this thing out there. but <laughs> Yeah. By the way, I apologize for all the troubles uh, with the, the first attempt to at live stream. Greg was having great audio when he did his Devo this morning. And then when he added me onto the live stream, my mic was working and then his audio was gone. And we tried to restart a number of times and he couldn't get the audio to work. Yeah. It was like, as soon as I brought you in, I was like, we cannot have this broadcast going on. (laughs) But But thank God for Jeff and CloudHub. I mean, now we get to try out the meeting feature. Thank God for Jeff and CloudHub and the meetings feature. Um, I had uh, some troubles getting my Supernatural Saturday broadcast going on Saturday, but I did get it going, and we got a bunch of people healed. By the way, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but in the chat on DLive, 
someone in there said that they watched the replay of my Supernatural Saturday broadcast and their shoulder got healed because yeah. I was praying for people in the chat and a whole bunch of people got healed. Shoulders healed, elbows, wrists, knees healed. Um, so uh, God is still healing people. He and, is. And, and I'm loving it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know what the issue is with Wirecast or with DLive, but we we have CloudHub now as a backup. And I don't know if it's going to become our main thing. It might become the main thing from, from this point forward. If they keep on messing with things, um, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the chat feature moving over onto the live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll be a, a very good uh, option for us going forward. I'm uh, just doing like a regular live stream, having chat there. We can answer questions. We can pray for people. Yeah. Um, kind of like how it's supposed to be when you do a live broadcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is, this is working really well. And I mean, the chat is going over to the video here very soon. So, I mean, I think like the meetings, I think this will be like more for events and, um, you know, you know, like things you would use a zoom for, right. And yeah. I think the broadcast yeah. will be the broadcast still. So. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a good point. Um, you know, meetings could be good. It could be a replacement for Zoom. And by the way, uh, we probably shouldn't be using Zoom anyway because uh, the technology is actually, it's Chinese technology. And I've read several articles that suggest that the data collected by Zoom is actually going right over to Beijing. Yeah. Um, and we don't need to be giving... Uh, the Chinese Communist Party any more information than they already have? No, not um, at all. And or supporting their 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 hardware, software, and their agenda. So uh, I don't know if when I do Zoom meetings from now on, I may not be doing Zoom meetings. I might be doing meetings on CloudHub and then doing yeah. a live stream on CloudHub. Uh, well, I think the 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 meetings on CloudHub. I mean, you can you can do handouts. You can have breakout rooms. You can set it public, private, or uh, you know, make it hidden. So I mean, you could. I'm looking forward to like canceling my Zoom membership. To be honest. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I'm like, hey, here's a link to a CloudHub meeting. Let's do it there. Um, I'd be good with that. Yeah, and and like. Like I don't know if you can tell, man, but I mean, this is like clean. We're we're on our own stuff. I mean, there's no heebie-jeebies or anything out there listening to us right now. I mean, we're uh, right. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, I did have one or two trolls uh, drop in my in my chat on Saturday. Oh yeah. Uh, so we'll have to figure out the moderation aspect of it if we want to have mods on and have them taking care of the trolls, but. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that it's um, it's a technology and a platform that our friend Jeff uh, has, you know, busted his butt to create. And it's not relying on Silicon Valley. It's not relying on, you know, um, the corrupt big tech companies. Um, it's patriots who believe in free speech. Yeah. Uh, and from my from my perspective, that's worth supporting. Oh, it definitely is. I saw someone in the chat said they just finished up uh, Craziest Adventures with God. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the book. We're on some we crazy adventures from God. <clears throat> What's that? 
we're on some crazy adventures from God right now. Yes, we are. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so notifications on CloudHub come if we have to send them out. So I sent out notifications to one of my groups on CloudHub, and if you're in that group, you would get a notification, I think, on the platform. I don't know if those come in through private message, through the in-app notification, if you have the mobile app. I'm not exactly sure how those notifications go out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this... um, the the platform is a work in progress. Uh, Jeff has his technical team working on fixing some of the bugs, making things smoother. They're going to have to fix the audio uh, on 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 the mobile app because it isn't working on some mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, it's a work in progress. Uh, they're trying to create something that will replace Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Yeah, and they're not using. DARPA funding to do it. Um, you know, we, we, I occasionally hear people complain that, you know, they're not a big fan of cloud hub cause it's kind of clunky and you know, all this other stuff. Well, not anymore. Uh, Jeff dropped about a quarter of a million dollars just to do the video hosting, um, part of the platform t- to make it legit. And, and they're not getting military funding. <laughs> they're not getting government funding. No, um, they're not taking money from China. They're doing it with their own money, and they have not yet monetized the platform. So it's a huge investment. It's a lot of time, and it's. I think that they've made leaps and bounds in these last couple of updates to, to the platform to make it a lot more usable. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the update that came out a couple of weeks ago, well, almost a month ago now, I mean, it's it's a total game changer. Yep. Uh, it, it is It is a game changer. And I'm looking forward to, you know, I, I may start doing more live broadcasts. What? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. Uh, I'm working on uh, the dream book. Yeah, give us and an update on that. I know you've been hearing that for like three months. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you did bite off a pretty big glossary that you've been working on. Oh my gosh. I got halfway through it and then it sucked my will to live. And I was like, you know, I would just rather play on telegram for a few months. So (laughs) I've been, I've been keeping up on the audit news and trying to keep people informed on telegram. And I've kind of ignored, um, the, the dream book, but uh, I took a little, took a little break last week. We're not going to talk about what I did. But I came back um, energized and enthused, and I'm back to work on the dream book. And what I have to, what I'm doing for those of you who don't know, so it's a book on dream interpretation. The book is finished. The text is finished. Denise and I have to do some final editing, and I'm working on a glossary of of terms. So it's like a dictionary of symbolic terms, and I am I'm into the M's now. And I'm making good progress. I'm motivated. Uh, after I'm done with this broadcast today, I'm going to get back to work on it and try to get it finished up and get that book out because it's holding up all the cool books I want to do. Right. I have a book on power and authority that is nearly finished. And I can't finish that until I finish up the dream book. Although I started the power and authority book before the dream book. So after, <laughs> after, Biden, after Biden was inaugurated in January, uh, the news cycle just slowed down to a to a crawl. 
where we were literally having like a two-week news cycle. It, it would be a week or two before any actual news broke. Nothing was really happening. So I went to work on some books. I started the book on power and authority, got about three quarters of the way through it. And I got on this rabbit trail about dreams. As I was writing mm. about power and authority, I was looking back over my dreams, my dream journal, and I just decided, boom, I'm going to start writing this book. I'm going to get this book shaped up on dreams. So I had kind of a, I had like a 5,000 word essay that I wrote on dreams back about 10 years ago. And that formed the basis of the book. And so I started working on the dream book and I actually finished that. And now the book on power and authority is like three quarters of the way finished. <laughs> I need to finish that up too. Um, and then, and then I've uh, got some more books working on. So I'm going to write a screenplay for a film. Yes. Uh, I'm waiting on and that. that'll also wait. be a novel because I figure I'm just going to write the screenplay and the novel at the same time. Uh, my first shot at a screenplay and about the 17th letter of the alphabet. Nice. Um, <laughs> now we're on cloud hub. You can say it. I know. I, I like the 17th letter of the alphabet. That's <laughs> uh, it's a term of endearment for me. It's not, it's, I'm yeah. not trying to hide anything. Right on. Uh, and then I have a science fiction trilogy that I'm got cooking, uh, work on that. I just have a lot of books I want to write. And I can't yeah. write any of them until I get this dream book finished. So that is my motivation for getting the dream book finished is I can't do any of my book projects until I get the, this dream book wrapped up and published. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have that out uh, in the next month or two. Well, I mean, that's like a that's like a pretty serious thing. I mean, writing a glossary and all that stuff. Is it is it like one of those things like uh, – like the tedious part of web design and stuff for me was like, you know, having to put in all the content and, and format and do all that kind of stuff. Is it kind of like that where you're like, it's tedious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going through uh, one word at a time and I'm using four or five different uh, references. Um, I'm using Bible gateway as kind of a primary reference. So when I come up to a word, right, let's say, you know, uh, whatever the term is like lightning, Right. Mm -hmm. I then go into Bible Gateway and I do a word search for the for the word lightning. And I find scripture references where lightning is mentioned and put in the scripture references for that entry uh, and, and um, build uh, a list of um, possible interpretations, symbolic interpretations for the word lightning. Mm -hmm. um, and, and each entry has at least two or three possible interpretations, some positive, some negative. So I'm writing the interpretations in there and also putting in all the scripture references. It's just a lot of tedious work. Um, it's not like the creative process of writing. It's just a lot of te yeah. tedious research. Uh, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And it's not the most fun thing in the world, but uh, I have to get it done. So uh, I, get, I get to persevere through it. Well, you only got what? 12 more letters to go through, right? Yeah. It's gonna, it'll go fast uh, yeah. once I get back in the flow. And I, I mean, got back. has got to be short. Yeah, I got back from my break, uh, and, and I was pretty motivated. I still am. Uh, I took a little time off yesterday because all this Afghanistan news was breaking. Mm -hmm. um, 
but you know. Uh, so when you say you took a lot of a little time off because the Afghanistan news is breaking, so what does time off for Dave look like? Uh, time off is just being on Telegram yeah. and posting, uh, keeping up on the news and posting on Telegram. It's not. It's time away from the book because mm-hmm. on let's see what is today Monday. On Saturday, I spent most of the day working on the book. On Sunday, uh, everything turned to well. There was a lot of news breaking yesterday on Afghanistan. So I spent most of the day keeping up on the news, posting on Telegram. Uh, I had a dream Saturday night that I posted on Telegram. Um, and and so, you know, time away is actually um, time on social media where I'm, yeah. you know, putting out information for people. Changing hats. Changing hats. Uh yeah, it's, it's a balancing act. I have to balance my time between writing, uh, you know, corresponding email, uh, emails and prayer requests with people, and uh, and then putting out information on social media. Yeah. Those are the – and then occasionally cooking uh, for Denise, uh, which uh, which I get to do every night. Dave's a cook. So what did you cook last night? <clears throat> I love cooking. Um I, this I is do a side of Dave we never hear. Let's hear. Let's hear about some, what what you cook last night. People are like this is what I turned into medic money for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to know uh, what Dave's cooking. Last night I cooked uh, breaded center cut pork chops with mm. um, gluten free breadcrumbs for the breading because Denise is gluten free and uh, broccoli with a cheddar cheese sauce. Nice. And uh, I make the cheese sauce myself from cream, heavy cream and cheese. Uh, and I, I enjoy cooking. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I like it a lot. Um, Things I never would have guessed. Greg, I'll, I'll make you a really good dinner. Yeah? Okay. Well, I'll get to Arizona one day. More than just the airport. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll look forward yeah. to it. I I never would have gone, like thought of like I never even really would have considered to think about Dave in the kitchen, you know. Yep, I have a cooking blog. Yeah. Yep. One of the one of the best kept secrets. People who've known me for a long time and have like followed all my live streams, they probably know about it. Uh, but I I have a cooking blog with a bunch of recipes on it. Um, what? Yep. Cooking with true, medic. True story. Well, uh, after I got divorced. Uh, back in well, like 10 or 11, 12 years, 13, it's, I, I'm losing time. It's been 13 or 14 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I got addicted to the Food Network for about a year or two. I watched the Food Network like around the clock. And I learned, uh, I had always enjoyed cooking, but watching the Food Network, uh, Tyler Florence, Emeril Lagasse, Paula Dean, Rachel Ray, uh, I, I watched like every episode of Iron Chef uh, and watching, you know, all the different um, hosts on there. Um, I, I learned a lot about cooking and and I just upped my game a, a lot. And I really, I really enjoy cooking and I like coming up with new recipes. So yeah, a side of Dave that not a lot of people know about. <laughs> so can we expect like a, like a, 
like a storm cookbook one day, perhaps like a fun book like that. How fun would that be, man? Ooh, boy, you had to go there, didn't you? Well, I've never you thought. Know. Of, yeah, I've never thought about um, doing a, a cookbook, but I could. Uh, I I could do that. Um, yeah. I'd have to think about that and pray about it. All right, all right, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. Look, people are liking. It. I'm looking in the chat, bro. I think I think you'd have a you'd have a you know a number one hit. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, think about like all the recipes that you could put in there, you know, like uh, like comfort food and and different things. Like yeah, and and, and the issue now is, <clears throat> I started this cooking blog years ago, ten years ago, and uh, my lifestyle has changed in the last year or two. Um, yeah, Denise and I started doing the Atkins diet a couple of years ago, and uh, I'm. Basically, on New Year's of this last year, um, I've pretty much been doing the Atkins keto diet pretty pretty strictly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost almost 40 pounds uh, nice. since New Year's. And it would be difficult for me to put out a cookbook with all these pasta dishes and desserts, uh, key lime yeah. pie. Uh, that I that I created years ago when, when I was eating all that stuff, which I don't eat anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't eat desserts. I don't eat. Uh, I really don't eat pasta at all. I don't eat pizza. I have a pretty pretty strict diet right now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if I was going to do it, uh, a cookbook, it would probably be like a like a a keto cookbook. I think. Nice. Um, so I'd, I'd have to spend some time, you know, researching and coming up with new recipes for like a keto cookbook. Because, um, I don't know, when, when you get to be a little bit older, your metabolism slows down and mm-hmm. you can't eat all the carbs that you did when you were 25 years old. Uh, and you have to kind of change uh, things if you don't want to be 300 pounds. And I was, I was well on my way to 300 pounds. Yeah, and I decided I wasn't going to go that way. What's wrong with people course. that are three hundred pounds? What's that? <laughs> like, what's wrong with people that are three hundred pounds? Well, I'm not six foot three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and for someone my height to be three hundred pounds is not exactly healthy. Yeah. Uh, my my target goal. I I was pretty close to two fifty. My target uh, weight is 190, and yeah. and I'm I'm pretty well on my way to get to reaching that goal. Uh, I feel a lot better, you know. I'm exercising and I'm eating better, um, and I just you know I just made a mental decision uh, last year that I was going to finish strong. Uh, the last 30 years of my life are going to be uh, the best 30 years of my life. And uh, I just went through a, a total change in mental attitude, uh, eating habits and exercise and everything else. And I'm going to, I'm, I've just determined that I'm going to maintain that the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat, you know, I mean, I'm not doing the Atkins thing. Cause I mean, that's just a, 
I don't know that and a keto, you know, I mean, that's a little, a little too loosey goosey for me. I'm, I mess it up all the time, but I am paying more attention to, you know, like I'm, I'm like you, I want to, I want these last years of my life to be like the best. And I know good things are coming down the road for us. And, and, you know, we're in a battle too. So I want to be, you know, in the best shape that I can be too. So, yep. but I think that's like changing the focus of things. You know, we talked in the Devo, which is not connected to this as it usually would be. Well, we talked in the Devo this morning about like changing our focus on things. And I think, I think tuning into health and, and things like that. I mean, somebody was like, oh, God, I can't even believe you're talking about cooking right now. But I think if we, you know, we're in this battle, we're doing these things, we're, we're calling out these people. We, we got all this stuff. We could, we could focus in on that in the world, or, you know, we could focus on that inner journey with God and then, you know, get some things to do, like taking care of ourselves, you know, cooking learning how to cook, learning how to do different things. I think it's important for people to realize that they can have other outlets and pay attention to other things. I mean, what do you think about that? I agree a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's, it's really easy to, you know, you talk about comfort food. Well, you know, we all, we all know what comfort food means. Don't we, Ginny? I see Ginny in the chat here. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite uh, cooking friends, <clears throat> and you talk about comfort food. What is what do we mean when we talk about comfort food? We mean that when we're feeling anxious or stressed, or we, we feel in emotionally up, you know, kind of off kilter, we look to food for comfort. Yep. Which is probably actually not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, you know, is our comforter. The Holy Spirit yeah. is the comforter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be we should be seeking comfort from God. And um, and, and I, you know, I've I've been guilty of seeking comfort uh, in food and other things in the past, Me and too. it only provides temporary comfort. And then pretty soon, you know, if you look turn around and you've gained fifteen pounds <laughs> because yeah. of all the all the comfort food that you've been eating. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're artists. We're in a spiritual war. We're in an information war. And um, wartime requires us to be on top of our game mentally, physically yeah. and mentally. And we have a long way to go in this war. It's not over. It's not anywhere close to being over. We're, we're not even at the precipice yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we're moving in that direction. And the war is going to intensify. And I think we're going to see a lot more um, difficult challenges ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what happened in Afghanistan is just a small glimpse of what is about to happen, I think, um, as the deep state tries desperately to regain control of the world system that they lost control of when Trump was elected. I think that I think the war is going to intensify. And I think that we need to be on top of our game mentally and physically. We can't allow ourselves to become sick, physically sick. We can't allow ourselves to become depressed and hopeless and, you know, wallowing in despair, which is what I see a lot of people doing in in the last week with all this news that's coming out. There's a lot of people that are giving up hope and and they're showing signs of depression and despair. Well, we have a lot to be hopeful for. It, but it, that doesn't mean it's going to be all sunshine and roses. It doesn't mean that, you know, 
uh, Obama and Biden and Valerie Jarrett and Susan Rice aren't going to try to destroy this country. They most certainly are going to try to destroy this country. They're going to let refugees come in. They're going to open the borders even more. They're going to uh, probably force lockdowns, force more vaccinations. They're going yep. to do everything they can to try to regain control and turn us into slaves. Uh, you have to get real with that because that is what they're going to try to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're going to succeed. It means they're going to try to ruin this country. I don't think they're going to succeed. I think they're going to fail. Um, because the weapons will form. Yes. That mean they're going to prosper. Yeah, exactly. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Um, the fact that they're going to put use every tool in their toolbox to try to destroy this country doesn't mean they're going to succeed. I mm-hmm. think there are enough patriots in this country who love freedom that we collectively are going to turn back and we're going to uh, cause them to fail. We have to be active. We have to be involved in our school boards. We have to you know, get elected. We have to become precinct committee members and we have to get involved in the process. The country kind of went down the drain uh, and, and we allowed um, infiltrators and insurgents to come in and take over these key positions because we were sitting back watching TV, eating our comfort food. Yeah. And, and uh, hoping that somebody else would take care of it. So well, true. somebody else didn't take care of it. We had infiltrators and insurgents came in and took over our country. And it's going to be up to us to take it back. And I think that enough people are waking up that we're going to take back control of our country. But it's going to be a battle. This is not going to be something easy. It's not going to be something short and quick. It's not, you know, uh, a microwave victory for us. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take a lot of work. And we need to be physically and mentally prepared for it. And so, you know, um, my thing about, about keto is uh, I feel physically, I feel better mm-hmm. uh, than I have in, in probably 10 years. Um, you know, the reason why I like keto, I'm like, I was, I just tell today, so I'm like shocked because somebody finally came up with a diet that I actually like. I can eat all the bacon I want, uh, sausage. I can eat steak, pork chops, hot dogs, you know, brats, whatever I want. I'm a, I'm a meat eater. I love, I love meat. Uh, I'm, I'm not big on vegetables. I'm not big on um, other things. I can live without pasta. After you give up pasta for a while and pizza and, and uh, desserts, you lose a craving. Yeah. It just goes away. It's hard at first. First, you know, two or three weeks, a little difficult, but eventually get used to it. And I, I really like this diet, and it makes me it, – it, I, I feel good. Uh, I have more energy. Uh, I, I focus. I'm not having indigestion. Like I used to eat uh, like desserts that had would have sugar in them. And I would get indigestion when I ate anything that had sugar in it. I just cut out the sugar. No more indigestion. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, my, Imagine my body that. actually does really well on, on the keto diet. Now, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, everybody has a little different, uh, different, their body is made differently. And they're yeah. going to react differently to, to, to different things. But I think it's a good time for people to um, to find a, a lifestyle that works for them. And that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm working on that, too. You know, I, I cut out soda, which was huge for me. Like, that was always my go-to, you know. 
I haven't had a soda since I was in San Diego. And you know what? It, at first, it was kind of like it was like one of those things where it's like, oh, I really want one. You know, it's it's freaking hot. But you know, like you said, uh, the cravings are going away. And now I'm drinking like more water. I yeah. like unsweet tea. You know, I also I also gave up drinking. Uh, yeah, I used to have like one margarita. I'd go out to dinner with Denise and I'd have a margarita. Yeah. Um, and it's not just because of the carbs that are in you know, alcoholic drinks. Um, I was having some physical, uh, problems with alcohol related to elevated liver enzymes. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've had elevated liver enzymes for a couple of years when I go in and get my blood tested, my liver enzymes are always high. And, um, I, I have a family history of liver, uh, issues. And so I've never really drank much alcohol. Yeah. I was kind of a one drink guy. Like, you know, I go out to dinner once a week, have a, have a margarita, you know, that's about it. But I just decided to quit it altogether. And, you know, it's, it's less carbs. Um, It's also, you know, I, I, I I used to have a lot of headaches. Like I'd drink one margarita uh, at dinner one night. I'd have a headache for three days. Um, And it would, that it was, it was directly related to the alcohol. Um, since I stopped drinking margaritas, I haven't had a headache. <laughs> well, then, so, there's your sign. So, so there's your sign. Yeah. Um, you See, know, when I quit drinking, that. other people stopped having headaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now I'm drinking soda with lime. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I bought a bunch of limes, and I just squeezed some limes and throw it in some club soda. And Denise, Denise got me hooked on club soda with lime. I really like yeah. it. Uh, it's got like no calories, uh, no carbs. It's good for me. And, and so, you know, it's it's just another thing where I just, uh, I'm going after this new lifestyle and I yeah. just feel really good. Uh, That's where I'm at too. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm, I'm certainly, I, I feel like I started January 4th, you know, with the, uh, with the superfoods and all that stuff, you know, learning how to get that yeah. nutrient in at the cellular level. And yeah. then, you know, the more that we're finding out about the, you know, all this freaking virus crap and everything, man. You know, you know, protecting yourself at a cellular level, that's like a really good thing. And then, you know, Dr. Artis has got me on these vitamins and stuff now. And I, I got to say, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm feeling fantastic. And like the mental clarity and like the the physical endurance, you know, now I'm out there when I got to make phone calls in the afternoon. Now I'm out there doing laps and I'm walking around my neighborhood and stuff. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better because... You know, there's a lot of stuff that's coming at us. So, I mean, why wouldn't we want to be in the best shape, you know, going through it and then on down the line? Like, you know, we were talking yesterday. This stuff this stuff doesn't get wrapped up in a weekend. No, we're not going to, like, on a Friday, like, hey, man, everybody's getting arrested. They're all going to Guantanamo and yeah. see you Monday morning. You know, it's like it's not going <laughs> to. It's, 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 probably it's not a long gonna... haul. Yeah, it's a long haul. So, I mean, we could start right now today. And, and start making little small changes, like just removing things from your life that that are that are no longer you know giving you benefit. Is taking stopping a soda, stopping a margarita, you know. Yep. Little steps, one yeah. thing at a time. And a lot of the stuff that we look at for comfort food, I mean, honestly, if we really look at that stuff, it's all crap that they're throwing at us anyway. It's not good for us, you know. If we're getting back to you know, more of the way, you know, God intended us to feed our bodies. We're going to be so much better. 
Uh, I don't think it's it's um, natural for half of the American population to have diabetes. No. Uh, but I think the last number I saw was about 150 to 180 million Americans uh, have some form of diabetes right now. That's almost that's half crazy. the population. And I don't think that's natural. And I think it, some people would say that it's actually intentional, that yeah. we've been sabotaged uh, by uh, industry. Yeah. Well, look at all the portion sizes, the supersizing, and like, oh, let's let's sit down and binge on the Food Network, Dave. I mean, you even fell <laughs> prey to that, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, I'll just get like the American Idols and all this stuff up that's supposed to take your attention off everything that's going on, and then we're going to give you a huge freaking portions, and come on, man, have it all. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely by design. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I am no longer buying what they're selling. Me either. I got. I mean, like this is my breakfast and my lunch right here. <laughs> I'm like turning. I, I say it all the time, man. I'm turning into a new hippie. You know, I mean, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm juicing again. I'm doing the super shakes, man. I got. You know, I'm even taking care of my skin a little bit better. Taking vitamins. You know, I'm all about the cannabis. You know, and the CBD. So. Yep. You know, I'm totally getting away from all these chemicals and all the stuff that the world says. Oh, you got to take this. Not doing it. We still got people on D Live looking for us. <laughs> <sighs> Tell them to get over here. <clears throat> yeah. Somebody just said if you looked at IET seventeen on Telegram, he's like, "Woo! Talk about somebody, <laughs> somebody getting set free." Uh, yeah, he's he's pretty on fire right now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Like I was reading as he was going through Genesis. What was it last week or the week before? And it was just like, dang, yeah. man, this is awesome. Yep, <clears throat> it's very interesting to see how the Anons uh, have morphed and changed, um, and and the messages that they're putting out. Yeah, uh, he's he's definitely got a a good message, um, and. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been observing what's going on. Yeah. Well, we talked about that a little bit uh, yesterday. Let's talk about that today. Like, all the people through this movement, you know, that have come to God, that are, like, running to Jesus now, and then, like, they're totally, like, changing the way they're looking at things and the things that they're looking at and saying and the way they're reacting and the way that they're leading. I mean, everything is just changing. There's, like, it, I, I don't know. I think it's, like, I think it's a beautiful thing to see all these people coming to God, you know, and not in a religious kind of a way. They're actually seeing the truth. They're 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 breaking out of the narrative, out of the matrix, and they could go anywhere and they're coming to God. And it's beautiful yep. to see. It, it is beautiful. Um, I just got a message from someone on CloudHub yesterday uh, who has been following CJ Truth on uh, Telegram. And CJ put out an invitation for people to uh, say a prayer and give their life to Jesus. And this guy did it. And he sent me a screen screenshot of CJ's prayer. Uh, and he says, hey, I, I want to tell you because I don't have anyone else I can tell <laughs> about this. I'm like, all right, well, praise God. There are a lot of people that are coming either back to God 
after walking away for a long time or people who are turning to God for the first time yep. because and I think a lot of it's because um, our country now is, is in this time of uncertainty. There's never been more uncertainty about where our country is headed. Like we don't even know who the legitimate president is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like just think about that. For almost what two hundred and forty years, we've always known who the president was. Yeah, and now half the country thinks that the current president is illegitimately elected. That he that he's yeah. a puppet installed by a foreign country. And yeah. is Trump going to come back? Uh, when is Trump going to come back? Um, when is Biden going to be taken out? Is is Kamala Harris going to you know assume power and they're going to take him up at the twenty fifth amendment? What, what's happening? You know, uh, are we going to endure more lockdowns? There's all these questions. Um, <clears throat> is the government going to force uh, forced uh, vaccines on us? Right. There's there's all these questions and there's all these concerns. And our future, I don't think, has ever been more uncertain. Mm-hmm. And all that uncertainty uh, is giving rise to anxiety and fear. And Interestingly enough, it is causing a lot of people to turn to God. Uh, that is what the precipice does. Uh, and you can just see more and more people every day. They're a little freaked out. They're a lot of freaked out. And they're like, okay, <laughs> I don't, I, well, I don't want to go through this without God by my side, I think, is what a lot of people yeah. are coming, coming to the um, that, that conclusion. So, I'm I'm just um, I'm odd. Uh, like you and I have known for a long time that <clears throat> the the Great Awakening, uh, the exposure of institutional corruption, was going to lead to a spiritual Great Awakening. Yeah, and we're seeing it uh, as corruption is exposed, as um, the world falls. You know, well, the world systems are kind of falling apart. And and all the all the decay and corruption is being exposed. It just naturally leads to a paradigm shift, mm-hmm. and, and it it brings upon us a great awakening. And we're seeing it right now. And yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I mean, I don't love the fact that we might lose the internet. We could have power outages. Uh, we could end up, you know, at war. I don't love any of that. But I do love the fact that God is using it for a, re- a redemptive purpose. Amen. Amen. Well, it's a fight. It's a battle. Good versus evil. So, you know. Yep. And, that, Every- and that's what a lot of people are finding out. Like, uh, you know, I used to be an atheist. I know how it works. Um, if you don't believe in the existence of evil, then you don't really believe in the existence of good. Sort mm-hmm. of. You know, uh, those moral poles of, of good and evil are irrelevant. Um, but as corruption is exposed in the institutions of society, people are coming face to face with evil. For the first time, a lot of people are having to consider the nature of evil. And yeah. it's not a very far walk down the hallway. Once you open the door and go, oh, whoa, that's evil. Then you walk yeah. down the hallway to the next door and open the door and go, well, that's good. Well, hang on. There's evil and good. Like, who's behind this? Yeah. And then you start to go in your mind mentally, okay, 
evil Satan, good God. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's a natural conclusion that people will arrive at once they realize that evil really is evil and there yeah. is a good force that opposes evil. And it's not, yeah. you know, some um, anonymous, uh, nebulous, you know, force out there in the universe that doesn't have a name. And the forces of good and evil have names. Uh, and there are specific people, Jesus and Satan, that are behind them. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you can't, you know, all the stuff with the kids and the trafficking and the satanic ritual abuse and the Vatican and all that. So, I mean, it's it's biblical. It's going to be biblical, right, Dave? It's going to be biblical, baby. Yeah. Sure is. Just tear the whole thing down. yeah i I love being in this fight though you know i mean and i wasn't an atheist i mean i grew up kind of going to church and you know i just i hated god you know i didn't think he was that he just had this mental checklist up there of 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 things that that you've done and, and like oh you're gonna burn twice for this one you know and it wasn't until really mike started mfing his way through the bible for me you know i mean i got it in like the totally a different way than most people but you know then i realized that it was all the broken and busted people and all the jacked up people and all the all the people that weren't like the, we were talking today in the devo about like you know the foolish things of the world and you know god uses to shame the wise and it's like you know there's so many people that have been pushed down by the world in so many different ways they don't feel good enough they're in this basket of deplorables over here or whatever and those are the people that are rising up <laughs> and that are doing great things for god you know yep. I mean, you're sitting here with a guy that used to hate God and an atheist just sitting here talking about the greatness of God and how we're going to win this battle of good versus evil. I mean, you know. Yep. God has a funny sense of humor. He really does. But I, I think that's like, like, how could you not want to get behind something like that? You know, I mean, once you see it for what it really is. And you open yourself up to the goodness of God. And not only just the goodness of God, and, and God comes in and he does his healing, he does his work, and you know, sets you on solid ground. But then but then not only that, like he has a plan, a specific plan for each and every one of us. And then you start thinking about like, oh well, no one he's like he knew exactly where in the timeline to put me. Uh, I got favor with these people. I got all oh, this and that. You, you know, you start to see this, you know, everybody. Like, and I, I don't know, we don't, we certainly don't have time to get into the freaking plan at the moment, but like the more, the more I go down this road with him, the more I look back at my own life and I saw somebody put it up in the chat, you know, my life versus, you know, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, you, you know, and I, I think the further we go with God, we look back and we see these things, you know, it's like I was in a down I was in a down moment last week. I mean, I was exhausted. I was tired, you know, mentally, spiritually, you know, and it wasn't that I never trusted the plan. It was like, I told Miguel Forney, I'm like, there better be a plan, you know, but I know there (laughs) is, Uh, you know, but it's like you start walking with God and you start seeing the stuff in a totally different way. And then you realize that you're part of his plan. Uh, It's just, it's beautiful. Yep. It is beautiful. God's plan uh, for us, for each of us, his divine destiny for each of us is so intricate, so beautiful. 
and and magnificent. I mean, I, I, you know, it's coming out with all these you know different adjectives to describe it. It is truly incredible. Um, if you can find it, if if you're willing to spend time with God and ask Him to show you His plan, show you your divine destiny, you will be amazed at what He will show you. Yeah. Um, his plans for us are far greater than we could ever imagine. I'm still shocked every time God like reveals like another part of you know my destiny and my plan. I'm like, really? Like I never would have guessed that. <laughs> are you kidding me? Where'd that come from? And then I start walking in it, and I'm like, wow, this feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his his plan, his plans for us are amazing, and. It's the, you know, the only thing that I think is sad is so many people don't really know what their divine destiny is, what, what God's True. plan is for them. They've never bothered to ask uh, and never really sought God's uh, counsel on what is that plan? What is that destiny? Um, and, you know, if you're, if you're curious, generally speaking, uh, your divine destiny and your divine plan is very closely connected to the things you are most passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I usually ask people a couple of questions when they want to know about their divine destiny. Uh, and one of the questions is, if you woke up tomorrow and found that you had uh, a bank account with $10 million in it that had been set up for you by an anonymous person so that you didn't have to worry about money anymore, what would you do with the next year of your life? And when a person starts talking about the things that they would do if money were no object, they start talking about their passions, the things that they love the most. That's usually ends up being pretty close to their divine destiny. Mm. Like my son, for example, I asked him the question. He's like, I quit my job and I'd write books. And I'm like, okay, well, where's your divine destiny? <laughs> your, de- your divine destiny is to be an author. Eh, kind of like your old man. Don't wait until you're 50 years old to figure that out. Um, you know, it's the thing that you would you would spend the rest of your life doing if you could. That's, mm-hmm. That is very close to your divine destiny. And a lot of us compromise. We, we, we sell out. We compromise. We do something else for a career because we can make a living doing it thinking that we can't make a living doing what we really love doing. Yeah. Um, and what God has planned for most of us for our divine destiny is the thing we love doing the most. And for me, it's writing. And for Ginny, it's pro- it's cooking. And for Greg, it's, you know, web design, obviously. <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, it's it's broadcasting. It's reaching people. It's you know breaking the religious mold. You know. Yep. You know. Denise you you know what out, I would do you know, after I found out that I was my destiny was to be a writer. Uh, I challenged Denise. See, she had done graphic design forever, and she really didn't love doing it. She loves painting, and now she's painting. Um, nice. And there'll be more on that in the future. Um, she's going to start selling her paintings at some point. Not ready mm-hmm. to do that yet. But, you know, she she discovered her destiny and she's doing it. And it's taken a little bit of time. Uh, once you figure out what your destiny is, it takes a little bit of time to adjust <laughs> your life so that you can actually pursue it. 
Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because, worth- like, I ask God all the time. Like, like I think, I, and I think that's like a, I think that's like a good question that people have. You know, not, not like a good question, but you know, like I always, I always, you know, ask God, you know, what what His plan for me was, and you know, in my heart, like my thing, like was always like I always wanted to help people. I wanted to like talk to people and be able to help them, right? But in my head, I thought that meant I had to be a counselor. So, you know, I went after all these things, like how to be a counselor and all this stuff, which is nothing wrong with learning that. But, like, when I finally, like, got with the program with God, what he was trying to teach me how to do, it wasn't anything like I thought, but it was exactly what I thought. You know, like, now I get to talk to people every day. I mean, that's what I do is I talk to people, but I don't have to be a counselor. Right. You know? You get to do it in a way that's comfortable for you. Yeah. On a broadcast, you know, through DMs, through email, you know. Yeah. On Zoom chats or whatever. Um, but God's got a plan for everybody. If, like, if you're on this side of the dirt, God's got a plan for you. True story. Yeah. He does. Don't wait until you're uh, you know, 50 or 60 to find it out. Find it out is, you know, when you're young and start pursuing it because you'll be happy yeah. and content. And, 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 you know, once you start pursuing your divine destiny, the resources of heaven uh, start following behind you. And you can actually uh, be somewhat successful financially through uh, your, your living out your divine destiny. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember a couple of years ago when I walked away from from doing web design, you know, having it out with God at the kitchen sink doing dishes. I'm like, but God, this is what I do. This is how I how I take care of my family. He's like, do you trust me? And I'm like, I do trust you. And he's, but this is what I don't know how to do it any other way. He's like, but do you trust me? Do you trust me? And finally I was like, okay, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. And then the enemy pops up and it like gives me all this work and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm stepping yep. out and I'm doing this thing and I'm doing it a different way. It, it uh, took me a year to get it into my thick skull that I was not destined to be a paramedic. I'd been a medic for 35 years. It's all I really ever did as an adult. And Denise started speaking into my life, telling me that I was supposed to be an author. And I just couldn't see it. I just did not compute. I was yeah. like, no, I won't make any money. There's, there's no way that I can you know, pay the bills. Um, I just had this mental stronghold in my mind that I could not be an author. Uh, I was just going to be a paramedic until I retired, and I would probably work as a paramedic after I was retired because I didn't have a pension. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was very, very difficult for me to give up that idea that I was destined to be a paramedic. But once I embraced, once I just opened the door to the possibility that I could write books, and make a living doing it. Uh, it. My life totally changed, and I became a much happier person. The last two years I worked as a paramedic, I was stressed out every single day. I really didn't like the work anymore. It was I was doing a lot of high risk transports. Um, it was very stressful, and I really did not like. I did just didn't enjoy it at all. And thank God. Uh, Denise came along and challenged me and said, look, you know, start writing books. 
So it, it took three years. It actually took four years. She started talking to me in 2012 about transitioning out of working as a paramedic and becoming an author. <clears throat> and then in 2013, 14, and 2015, we published three books each year, a total of nine books. By the time we had our first nine books published, I was able to make the leap and quit my job as a paramedic. Mm-hmm. And I have never regretted a minute of it. But, you know, it was a process. It took four years for me to uh, first grasp the idea that I was in the wrong field and then set up uh, some a body of work that would allow me to transition out of my job into what I really love doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not something you can do overnight usually, but it's to- it's totally worth it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. All right, man. Well, this was an interesting medic Monday. It was an interesting Medic Monday. You never know what you're going to... It's like a box of chocolates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never know what you're going to get. Now, I think this will be available for replay, but I don't know that we could download it. So It is know. available for replay. Yeah. And there is a way to download it. Uh, All right. <laughs> All right. Even though technically there isn't, and in fact there is. There's always a way to download videos. Yeah. Even if you screen recorded it. I'll, I'll download this and I'm going to upload it to uh, Rumble later today. All right. So. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah, because I think this was good. I mean, like, who'd ever thought we'd talk about cooking with Medic on a, on a Medic Monday? But it happened, folks. I mean, we've got to have know, record man. of that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's always a little bit of a surprise. And I always love hanging out with you and talking to you. I do too, man. It, you know, it's just so great. And I know people, uh, people really like it. They like our chemistry together. And, and, you know, I think we, I think we bring the chill, the calm to people. So, you know, but listen, here's the thing, guys, like, like, you know, we've had a couple like misses over the last few weeks with, uh, with the medic Mondays. Like Dave was traveling. I was traveling. Um, not You're traveling coming- next Monday. Yeah, I'm traveling. I'm I'm gonna be traveling. So what we're gonna try to do is is record them like like in advance. Maybe we'll do one, you know, in advance. Or I don't know about doing one from the road yet. I mean, with meetings though, we might be able to. Um, might be able to. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I know that Monday I'll be traveling though, so I'll be. I don't think I could do it from the airplane yet, but. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna keep going on this though. So. Just uh, just bear with us. Be flexible. Yeah, always be flexible. And we may have to call an audible at the line of scrimmage. Just letting you know. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we all the trouble we had today, we still pulled it out, you know. So. Yep. And yeah. now we know we've got meetings as as a backup if everything else falls apart. Yeah, I'm getting ready to jump on a meeting about meetings. So. Oh, right on. Uh, yeah, so we're we're making we're making improvements, making it happen. Cool beans. Glad to hear it. Uh, all right, bunny. All right, man. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for thanks for uh, being flexible with us today and and coming over and doing a new thing on CloudHub. If you need prayer and you're in the chat, send me a message on CloudHub. Just send me a direct message, and I'll pray for you. Uh, I, I did see some prayer requests in the chat, but I didn't want to get in, into that too much. Send me a message. 
through Cloud Hub, and I will uh, I'll pray for you. And if you need emotional healing, let me know. Um, I'll send you a link to that emotional healing book. Woohoo! A lot of people have been talking about that again lately. Yep, that's always a good one. It's uh, it's a thing. <laughs> it really is. It really is, and it came out of obedience, doing a new thing. Yep. So, all right, guys. Well, I can't play an outro song for you, so I mean, I'm just gonna have to turn off the meeting. <laughs> You're not gonna sing the outro. <laughs> Well, I usually do renegades. Renegades. Right. Well, let's kill the meeting. That's again. it. All right. All right. God bless you guys. God bless you, everybody. Love you, Greg. All right. Love you too, bud.